Hi guys, this is Derek. And this is Amber, and welcome to our very first podcast. The very first one. This is our first podcast for Spirit Guides. Um, Wow, yeah, can't believe we're actually doing a podcast, but... Yeah, I don't don't even like to talk on the phone, so I can't believe you got me into doing this. (laughs) Well, that's what I started to say, because I know that you were kind of hesitant of even doing this. And I hate my voice. I hate being recorded, but we're going to do it. We're going to have fun. It'll be a good time. Uh, We hope you guys enjoy it as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you guys. Um, But a lot of what we're doing, you know, is going to be paranormal related. Uh, Hence, you know, the title of the podcast spirit guys we are also both part of a paranormal group actually with the only two in the paranormal group right now uh, known as quad state paranormal um but uh so if you haven't followed us on facebook we are on facebook just go to facebook type in quad state paranormal make sure to follow us um and make sure to follow us on our podcast so if you're listening to this hopefully you've already clicked that follow button but it's not, like you said, I mean, most of it is going to be paranormal and just basically the unknown altogether. Lots of different topics and things to go over and uncover. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, like she said, it's going to be a variety of different things, not just um, ghosts and demons and stuff, but we plan on getting into more. Like you know, aliens and Right, you know, stuff. and urban legends and different stuff like that. So we're hoping to bring you guys a lot more content, um, not just uh, ghost-related and stuff like that. Uh, We figured we'd use this first episode to kind of introduce ourselves and kind of where we came from um, so that you guys could get, you know, kind of a backstory on us. um, And, uh, you know, and that way you would... It just kind of, you know, since we are the Quad State Paranormal group, and you guys can kind of see where a little bit of our history and where we came from. So that's um, exactly what I was going to say before I, I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I guess I can go first. I'm from. I grew up in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it's a little bit like an hour, hour and a half south of St. Louis, right down I-55. Um, my story is going to be about Bloomfield Road. So I think it's considered like one of the haunted, one of the haunted roads around my area. Um, and I remember my dad, like we used to go driving around and now it's got like subdivisions. It's got a golf club, a golf course on it now, but it used to be a lot of fields and just woods. Now um, this is actually, we've actually been to this place. Um, we went there as quad state paranormal to, uh, I'm not going to get into the story. I'm going to let you tell the story. But we actually went there to see if we could get any uh, EVPs or any um, anything uh, pertaining to paranormal around about where this location was um, on Bloomfield Road. Uh, we did get some K2 meter hits. Right, yeah. Um, which, you know, may or may not have been paranormal because it only happened in one section that we were at on this road. Um, so we don't know if maybe, you know, it could have been some kind of electric, you know, electricity thing going on or, uh, whatever. But, um, we did get some of that. Uh, I don't think we caught any audio or anything. It was just mainly the, the, uh, K2 hits. 
But um, it's kind of a hard road to investigate though because there are cars that go by, so it's kind of loud. Yeah, constantly cars driving by. So you're trying to do a, you have your uh, camcorder out and you're you're trying to get, um, you know, some some video and stuff, and then you got constant car headlights because every, you know Bloomfield Road is it is a well traveled road. Uh, believe it or not, in and it's kind of out in the country though, and like it, yeah. well, not like I mean, I know it goes through town. It goes like all the, like up through the middle of Cape, but it leads out like the part we were on. It leads out towards the country, so right. Um, but I'll let you tell this story um, and give give them a little bit of an idea of kind of what we were out there looking for, um, and uh, you know, we'll just go from yeah. there. There's kind of three parts to my story, like three different. Three different stories that go along with Bloomfield Road. Um, and I believe they all occurred around, or they've started, like, people have, I guess the story started around the Civil War time. That's when people started noticing, or or these tales, I guess, uh, became popular around the Civil War time and shortly after. Uh, the first one, which is the one that I always heard about, like I said, when I was a kid, we would go driving out in the country. We would go down Bloomfield Road, and my dad would always tell me about the Headless Horseman. Um, and he's, you know, it says just according to who is telling, who told the story back then, but some people, you know, claimed it was a Native American. Some people uh, said it was a French, a French guy or a Spanish explorer. Uh, some say, you know, that he's got a sword and he's on a black steed. So, I mean, that's that's basically all there is to that story. But that's the one I always heard about. Um, the next one is a story about... What kind of guy did you say? Well, it's different. Like Native American. Okay, and then gotcha. some people said he was like a French trapper. Oh, and uh, then... Gotta like, love the French. Was it, was it British? Gotta love the French. It's just some kind of soldier. <laughs> just a, a soldier. A guy in uniform. Yeah, I, I, just, I was listening and I couldn't, I didn't know what you had said. Um, a guy on a horse. Gotcha. With the sword. Gotcha. Headless horseman <laughs> on Bloomfield Road. Got it. All right, go ahead. Okay, and my next one is a story about two sisters who were in a, a buggy, a horse-drawn buggy. And I think it was like a, said to have been on a foggy night and... I don't know if the horses got spooked or what happened, but the buggy flipped over, and one sister was thought to have, I guess, been impaled on the wheel or the something to do with the wheel, or basically, she died, you know, from her injuries, and the other sister was had a lantern, and she was, like, walk, they, when they found her, she was dead, too, but they said that there were, like, muddy footprints, like, up and down the road, um, where she had tried to get help for her sister. So, some people actually claim that they have seen a lantern, like, going back and forth, and it's said to be the sister looking for help to save her other sister. Now, oddly, oddly enough, it seems like that there are, in different locations, not just here, but, you know, overseas, or wherever, that there are quite a few stories even movies that you see that have that exact same story like the line. ghost light yeah like some well there it seemed like there's a movie and i cannot i was, in, I was sitting over here trying to think that it was just like that that the the carriage flipped over and one of them was trapped and then the other one went for help and when they came back they were dead but then so then they decided to leave and then when they on the way to get help or something they something happened to them um so you know, that story, uh, 
I thought was kind of interesting because there are so many stories that you hear that kind of go around that kind of story. Kind of relate to that. Yeah, yeah. If, that, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, that was it for that one. The, only the last one I have is the Mad Lucy story. Um, I know we talked now, about this one yeah, on, before. Yeah. She was like a, a mad woman. Like, some people thought she was demon-possessed. Now, this is actually um, the one that we were actually trying to catch audio of. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, the lantern thing, we're kind of trying, you know, to go out there and try to see if we can catch anything like that in the woods. But with constant headlights going around and cars, it's impossible. Um, even if you're living out there in the woods, I mean, you're going to see headlights everywhere. Right, yeah. So it's impossible to, you know, come out and say, you know, I seen a lantern going through the woods or something when it could be headlights. But, um, and even trying to get the audio with the cars going by. Oh yeah, by no and, kidding. Yeah, it was a, it was a hard. It was kind of tough to investigate that spot. Now, and not to say back and I don't know when Bloomfield Road was actually turned into what it is now. Um, but it you know, not to say that way back when when there was it wasn't as traveled as it is now and um there, you know, and it was horse-drawn carriages and stuff back then that there were no headlights. So I'm not, you know, I'm not debunking anything saying that way back when that they possibly could not have seen something. Right. I just know us, when we went out there, it was impossible yeah. for us to come up with anything other than the K2 meter getting hits and we're trying to ask questions and it was going off as we were asking questions. But that was the only, in that one spot. Right. You yeah. know, which was kind of where... And it being in the same spot. Well, and we actually went back. What well, We went out there one time mm -hmm. and we went back and then the exact same spot was throwing signals right and that's where we were kind of like yeah it's gotta just be it's gotta something be something electrical that, under right. underground or something around there and i actually think there's power lines not mm -hmm. far from there um so i don't know i, I don't want to you know i mean to us there may be something out there but whenever we went out there there we didn't get mm -hmm. anything no but I know you said we were trying to pick up the audio for the Mad Lucy, which she was just a crazy woman who they called her a banshee. And some people thought she was demon possessed and because they claimed they could hear her like all hours of the day, especially at night, just like yelling and screaming. Um, and they eventually went to plea to her family to stop and to make her stop and I guess to try to get her help. But when they went there, like it was abandoned. So they said that they're, they couldn't find any reason for, like, all the, like, squalling and stuff. Which, I mean, that could be animals. I don't know. Like, I've heard some people say that animals, like, make noises like that. I've I seen the goat know. videos. With the the screaming videos? The goat videos? The screaming goats? I have never seen screaming oh goats. <laughs> you, you'll have to Google <laughs> that. I've seen fainting goats, yeah, not screaming yeah, oh yeah, goats. Yeah, they're screaming goats. Like, that's for real? That's a thing? That's a thing. Okay. And it's hmm. funny. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, I have heard that too. There are animals out there and I don't, I can't pinpoint which ones it were, you know, that they talked about, but, um, that when they scream, they sound like a woman or a child uh -huh. screaming. Well, see, like, I think that could very well be an explanation. You guys need to know this about me. I definitely believe in paranormal. I believe in like ghosts and spirits. I definitely, definitely believe in paranormal, but I also 
some things I'm skeptical about. Like I always, like, I'm always trying to find a reason for it. I'm always trying to find an explanation because I think a lot of times there is an explanation for it. Well, and that's the way you got to go into almost everything. You have to go into everything knowing that you're not going to catch anything and that there is an answer for everything. Right. It's the stuff that you cannot come up with an answer for that makes you scratch yeah, your head. It's like, oh, yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> right. Yeah. That. I mean, every investigation that I've done, that's how you, I mean, you have to go into it like that. You can't go in automatically knowing that you are going to find something. That's that's why I've always enjoyed investigating um, private homes or um, unknown locations compared to these places that you have heard decades of stories about um, because you're already going in there knowing all these stories about this specific location right. and that people have already had all these claims and stuff. So you're going in there already thinking, hey, I'm going to uh, find this, or I'm going to hear this, or I'm going to see this. Right, or like the like when people say like the shadow figure. So like automatically, anytime you would see a shadow, Any shadow, yeah, go, oh, that's a shadow figure, yeah. or anything. You know, I mean, it's just anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If there has been, if it is a number one haunted place, and people are constantly going to it, and you hear all these claims, you automatically have that in your head when you go in there that something like that is going to happen. Right. Again, that's why I like doing locations that people don't normally do. Um, and I like doing locations that, um, you know, that are not mainstream locations uh, for that specific reason. Yeah, I, I've actually, um, you know, I'm looking forward to doing lots more investigating and stuff because I haven't had as much experience with that as what you have. So. Yeah, and with that being said, that's a good segue um, into kind of my background. Um, you know, I started uh, Quad State Paranormal back in 1999. Uh, You've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. but That's uh, not what I mean. <laughs> that's not what I mean. But, um, yeah, if I've you're been doing old, it since... I'm old too, so uh, we are not old. <laughs> I've been doing it since 1999 is actually whenever, you know, I first started doing it. And, um, you know, and I had my own experiences that led me into wanting to find out what was out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics about that, but it, it just led me into wanting to know, you know, hey, maybe there is something out there. But at that time... You didn't have ghost adventures. You didn't have uh, ghost hunters and all these shows um, that were being accepted by the public, I guess you could say. Um, you know, all this stuff that's all on uh, the Travel Channel right. and stuff now. Um, back then, you know, I was more worried about if somebody sees me out here in the cemetery or whatever with camera and a voice recorder... I'm, you know, I'm going to get arrested, one. <laughs> Two, they're going to be like, hey, there's that guy that was out there in the cemetery. So, you know, and I didn't want to be known as that guy. Um, as, but it it was shortly after that that, um, you know, go, I started watching Ghost Hunters. And then uh, with Jason and Grant. And it 
kind of changed the direction of what I wanted to do. And I realized that it was more socially acceptable, you know, in society to go do this. And that I wasn't the only, and I knew I wasn't the only one, but now all of a sudden it's on TV. They have people that believe this. So it kind of opened a doorway for me to be able to take that next step into actually getting equipment and actually going out and doing this, which led me to start um, Quad State Paranormal uh, back in 99, 2000. Um, and uh, so I have been doing it for quite a while, right. as you put earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're in two, you know, 2021 now and um you know man when i think about it that's you know a long time mm -hmm. but it's uh you but know. you've actually you have you've done an investigation of places where you're from right right yeah um and where i'm from is you know i'm from metropolis illinois which is the home, home of superman, superman. yeah shout out to superman dc comics <laughs> hashtag whatever it has to be so i don't get sued but um yeah, I'm from Metropolis, Illinois, um, the southern tip of Illinois. And uh, they actually, one of the big draws there, um, they have every October, except for this last October because of the pandemic, um, they do an encampment. And uh, it's at uh, Fort Massac there in Metropolis, which was a working fort. Um, it actually was built uh, by the French. There we go with the French again. In 1757, uh, during the French and Indian War, um, they, there's an, they actually say that it could have been built back in 1540, uh, that there's maps um, from the earlier uh, 18th century that actually show an ancient fort close to that location, um, kind of on the same premises. So they think maybe back in... 1500s you know that it, that it was actually originally built um but um it in the getting into more of the paranormal stuff with the fort i mean that fort was it's been there for a long time kind of like i said even if it wasn't in the 1540s it was definitely built in 1757 during the french and indian war um it was damaged, um, it was repaired after being damaged in 1811 and 1812, around about there. Um, but it was damaged because of the New Madrid earthquake. Um, and it was actually decommissioned in 1814. I think it was the last time that it was really, I guess, considered a fort. Hey, this is like... This is kind of off subject, but it does have to do with the fort. Because remember on that sign there, and it had said that during the Trail of Tears, and like somebody who was like transporting them mm -hmm. had they had actually passed by the oh, fort. Oh yeah, it was in ruins at that time, but they had I right. think it was or like it was it was like isolated and you know it wasn't in use or anything right. at that time. Right, uh, which which is another thing about this location in Missouri you know, that there is a Trail of Tears State Park, mm -hmm. um, which we'll probably get into later on when we do more, uh, maybe some, uh, getting into maybe some, um, Missouri history. Well, Missouri history and what am I looking for? What's that? 
Yeah, I don't know. When we get into more of the um, Indian beliefs and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, of spirituality, getting yeah. into what they believe and stuff like that um, and paranormal. Right, okay. Um, getting in, you know, stuff like that. But talking about the fort, um, it actually became the first Illinois State Park back in 1908. Um, and in the 70s, you know, they rebuilt it um, to make it look like... Uh, the fort that was there in 1794. Um, okay, so we are talking about the fort again. Okay, for some reason, right. I thought we were talking about... I thought you had said Trail of Tears. Okay, but we are now we talking, are talking about... We talking about the fort, fort in Nassau. Metropolis. Yeah. Okay, okay. In Metropolis. We're, talking, we're back to okay. the fort. I guess I needed a better segue to go back to my story. No, I but, guess I just misheard <laughs> you. I'm sorry. That's um, my, that was my fault. Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's backtrack. All right, um, the fort again in Metropolis, mm-hmm. Fort Massac, which originally was many, called many times, which originally was called Fort Massiac, actually, but um, it was Illinois' first state um, park in 1908, uh, and in the 70s, a partial reconstruction of the uh, 1794. U.S. Army Fort was built, uh, and then in 2002, it was tore down, and a smaller fort was put in its in its place, which was supposed to make it look like the one from 1802. Okay. I know this is a lot of information right now, but I am building up to something. Um, and of course, like I said, each fall, you know, they have an encampment there. He goes for the root beer. Yes, root beer and. The kettle corn. Kettle corn. The kettle corn is amazing. You get that. You get that bag, and it's like there's no way that we're gonna eat that big bag. And like between us and the kids, it's like half that bag is gone right. on the drive home. Funny story. My brother probably killed me for telling this, but I believe because we every year we went for the root beer. Every year they have this homemade buds homemade root beer. If you look them up online, you'll find it. It's better to go to encampment because it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg to order it online. But um, if you go, you know, to some kind of reenactment thing, and you know what I'm talking about, that homemade root beer is, I have to have it every year. Every year I have to get it. But my, You're more crazy about it than I am. <laughs> and she says it tastes like Pepto. Pepto-Bismol, yeah. <laughs> it does. I don't like, it's not like, I don't hate it. I don't love it, though. Well, my brother ate so, or he ate, I don't remember what it was. If it was, I don't think it was kettle corn. I think it was like, I don't remember if he was eating some kind of sausage or if he was eating. They have some good food there sometimes. Some chicken. I don't remember exactly what it was he was eating, but he ate so much of that and drank so much root beer that he made himself sick and then he can't, so he can't really get it now. Um, But that was the thing that we went for was that root beer. And that's the thing I still go to that today for. Uh, yeah, you don't just get the beer. little bottle. You get like the jug of it. Yeah, you have. Well, you have to have a jug the to big walk around. Jug. You thing. have to have a bottle to walk around and drink, and then you can take those bottles back and get a refill. I'll take my. I'll just get the lemonade. And then you have to have the jug that you bring home because it's got to last you a year. You know, <laughs> before you go back. So I mean, you yeah, know, it lasts a long time because you're the only one that drinks it. Um, okay, going back to okay. Fort Massac. <laughs> Sorry, okay. detour again. <laughs> um, but uh, with the encampment, getting back into paranormal stuff, the encampment 
seems to draw out more of the paranormal related stuff because of the reenacting they do. I mean, they have a reenactment of the of the battle and everything um, there for that time period. And I have been out there, uh, me and a buddy of mine, Jake, we went out there um, with some recorders. And they actually, if you look, if you, and you can probably see this online, but if you look at the fort, the fort is actually not in the location that the original fort was in. To, if you're facing the fort, to the right of it is where the fort actually was. And you, there's still kind of, you can see where it was, the outline of where this fort the was. The place, yeah. Right. Um, so, Which I know we go back and forth because I was asking you, like, are any of those posts that are in place like there's like little wood posts sticking up to kind of outline where everything used to be and um i want to know if any of that's original and i know you said no more than likely it's not i don't think it is um because it seems like that would all be rotted away by now with it being so old but um you know so i think it was just put there to show where the original fort was but where the fort is now the big one is actually like where the battlefield would have been, where the French would have been fighting the Indians. Yeah, didn't you say they found like remains? Didn't they? They find did when remains? they were when they were um, building the new fort, and they were carving the trenches around the fort and everything. They actually found bones and stuff um, from that location, which um, you know they actually have. Uh, a museum and stuff that you can go in there at the where they found these you know they have artifacts and stuff like that I don't think they have bones in there it's been a while since I've been in there but um but yeah when they were redigging this uh to put the fort there they did find um bones and stuff so like it's like where like the the redone fort is like where they reconstructed one to be similar to the old one. Like, there, that's probably sitting on just that, that maybe... Was the, that could have... The, the battleground battle area. Field, I mean, yeah. it could just be like... There could be lots of... Exactly. There could be a anything A lot of bodies there. buried underneath that thing. Well, so we went out with recorders, um, and we were, you know, asking questions. Um, I remember it was cold, and it was... Uh, you know, late at night, and I remember asking on the recorder, you know, you, I said, uh, is there anybody here? And it was silence, you know, there was nothing there. And then the next thing, you know, I, I said, how many are you are here? And on the recorder, you can hear a faint, kind of almost like a breath um, answer, you know, like if, somebody's talking real low and breathing at the same time and it's and it i mean i've played replayed that thing a hundred times and it just sounded like it says many so right after i said how many of you are here there was that faint breath sound it was just like many yeah that's creepy you know it's just like many but it was in that breath sound and uh, but in that that's the only recording we got but it was enough for me you know i mean you're like wait a minute because there's no other you know there was nobody else there yeah there was nobody else there and you know and you know like i said in the french and indian war there was some stuff 
you know, I'm sure that went down there and, you know, at the fort and, um, you know, which is why they have these reenactments and stuff. And I, it just, I mean, you would listen to this recording and you, it would go and then it'd be nothing and nothing, nothing. But then this one time, you know, and I was by myself. I, you know, me and Jake were not together during this time. He was off on the other, like kind of, we kind of catty cornered. Okay. I was in one corner of the old fort and he was in another corner right. of the old okay. fort. And uh, so, you know, and I've got a recorder and um, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, how many, you know, how many of you are here? And you just hear that many. And I mean, and you clear as day, you know, and so you. You go back and you play it 900 times. Oh, yeah, I would have done the same thing. Like, did like, I did just I hear? Really just right, that? yeah. <laughs> but sure enough, we did. And then that was also, you know, about the same time that um, at the time, now the fort's not open because it has, I mean, the, the doors aren't open. You can still go to the fort and visit it. Um, just not in the buildings. You can't go in the buildings now, um, but you used to be able to. But they, they had a big flood a few years back, and uh, the inside was really badly damaged which I believe they are in the process of, I think they just got funding where they're going to tear it down and rebuild it. But um, we and hopefully were, it doesn't flood again. <laughs> right, yeah. But we were actually in the fort. If you are going into the fort from the parking lot, it's the building to the left, and it's the long building. And we were actually on the top floor, and we were, and, it, and it's, I don't know if you guys have ever seen old forts, but it's like there's doorways, but that block off rooms. There's I think there's like four rooms in that top, and there may be three, but I think there's four. Oh, so it's like you went in and you were on the top level, and we were right? on the top okay. floor. Yeah. So when you because I wasn't with him when this happened, I've actually never actually I've been to the fort many times. I've never been able to go in the buildings. Right. They've all been closed since I've been there. So you get to the top. You know, we go, we're on the top floor, and you can see all the way from one end all the way down to the other if all the doors are open. And um, we were in the middle, I want to say in the, it, it, it would have to be the second one, the second room, and there was a big, huge wooden bench sitting there. And um, we're asking questions, you know, trying to get a response, you know, doing the whole um, tapping on the wood, doing the shaving a haircut thing. You know what I'm talking about? The no. dut, 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 uh -uh. dut, 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 Okay, yeah. So, you know, if, you know, so we're asking questions. Shaving a haircut. Yeah, that's oh, what's... I've never heard it. What? <laughs> like, uh, never. Like okay, anyway, okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, but, um... So we're sitting there and we're trying to, you know, we're knocking on the, you know, finish this and knocking and seeing if we can get, and then nothing. And then, um, I think Jake actually was the one that said something about moving the bench or something. And I was actually sitting on the bench and, um, this bench, I know what a lot of people are going to say and think, I cannot move this bench on my own. This bench is heavy. It was made of like half of a part of a tree trunk um that was set up there but i could sit on it and push with my foot my, with my feet mm -hmm. on the ground and it would not move okay, so yeah i was pretty heavy then um and uh but i'm sitting on this bench and then jake says something to the you know kind of like uh if um somebody's in here with us we don't believe you're here 
Why don't you move that bench right. that Derek's sitting Trying on? Trying to instigate something. And uh, it wasn't immediately, but it's about the second or third time we asked, and that bench, with me sitting on it, slid, the right-hand side of it slid forward just a little <laughs> oh, wow. bit. And I could not do that on my own. It's one of those benches that you'd have to have two or three people pick up to move oh, it. Oh, wow. And, and it moved. And we kind of looked at each other, and it's no joke. It spooked me because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting been it. Too. So I got up, and we both decided, <laughs> yeah, we probably need to get out of here. <laughs> so we go to the left, and which again is like two more rooms. So we are going to the left. We got through the next room. Got to the last room. Now, the last room, it has stairs that go back downstairs. Okay. And then goes out the main door. So, we get to the last room, and behind me, I hear footsteps Mm -hmm. running full steam at me. I mean, it was clear as day. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now (laughs) thinking about it. It was clear as day. I could hear, like, running towards me. I would have been running out. It was run- and was and Jake was Jake in front was running, of you. Jake was in front of me. I would have been running so fast. I would have like pushed I Jake passed out the, of I the passed way. him down the stairs. <laughs> he because we were already heading down. As he's heading down the stairs, I'm getting ready to head down the stairs. And that's when this happens. And I hear thump 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 thump, thump coming running at me. And that's I turn crazy. around. There's nothing there. Yeah. I go down the stairs, past Jake outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all it was a every man for himself oh, kind right, of situation. Yeah. Um and uh. I mean, scared me to death, you know, and, uh, and then you get outside and you're like, man, you know, it makes me think of supernatural, uh, when, you know, the cat jumps out at Dean and Dean's like, that That was scary. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's exactly what I felt like. But I mean, it, uh, like, even though like, you know, investigating this, it doesn't mean that we don't like stuff doesn't like scare us. Oh, exactly. You know, and of course that was years ago. Not, you know, that was always my worst fear, uh, being in the paranormal, was uh, turning around, investigating, and turning around and being face-to-face with something. Mine is just being locked in a room, like a door closing. Like, I cannot imagine how scary that would be to be in a room and then the door just close. Good segue into my next story, as I tap my fingers. (laughs) Um, Well, actually... I still got one more thing about uh, Fort, Massac. Fort Massac. All right, let's hear it. Um, going into the back of the park, there's actually a cemetery. Oh yeah, you have to walk just you have to walk a little bit to get. You to do, it. Um, and it wasn't until um, actually 2013 that they actually started clearing out that area and actually put a fence around it and made it look presentable. Um, beforehand, it was just in the woods. Mm-hmm. So this cemetery was just in the woods. I actually have a friend of mine that his dad uh, said when they were in high school, they used to go out to this cemetery out in the middle of the woods, which is what led us to try to find this. Um, at the cemetery out in the woods, and they, you know, high schoolers would go out there and do seances and try to use Ouija boards and stuff like that at this cemetery. And so, you know... You hear that, and you're always like, well, I'm not going in the woods to look for no cemetery yeah. that people have been out there using Ouija boards at. But um, we... Uh, I like old We like old well, cemeteries. Well, yeah, yeah. I love history. I love looking at going, you know, uh, to cemet- old cemeteries and looking at, um, you know, these old dates and stuff. 
And, um, but the people that were actually buried in this cemetery, which was called Tolson Cemetery at the time, um, there's um, a headstone there, and it's, it's still legible. You can still read it. You can't read when she was born, but the death date on it says 1848. Um, and I think the, it said the last person that was buried there, it's Lydia Meek is what's on the headstone, and she was buried in 1848. It looked like the last one that was buried there was William Tolson, and he was born in 1843 and died in 1865. So, I mean, it is an old cemetery. There's not very, like, how many? There was, like, five. Yeah, I don't. Five or six people buried there, and that's it. Yeah, it's really small. Um, But um, this place, like I said, now it's called, they've changed it from Tolson Cemetery um, to the Outpost Cemetery. Um, and it is just uh, getting into, like I said, it's one of those things, you know, like even people, older people, you know, these are, you know, people from the 60s. Uh, so I'm sure they were stoned or something. They were all out there but in the cemetery. But they had experiences out there. That's like, what that's what he was telling us that they went out there and they've used a Ouija board and they could hear noises. Now keep in mind they're in the woods, mm-hmm. you're right. so it could be animals or something. You're already spooking yourself yeah. because you're at a cemetery. Right. You're in the middle of the woods, and so you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh, I hear something." Right. You know, it's probably a squirrel gathering nuts for the winter, <laughs> but it, you know. You don't know that. So you start hearing something and boom, you're gone. Right. And, uh, but, um. It makes you more like when you're expecting to hear something or like if it's a creepy place and it makes you more susceptible. So every little noise becomes. Right. For sure. It's every little noise you hear becomes something like paranormal. Oh, and and that is exactly right. And that feeds off of kind of what I was telling, saying earlier about, um, going to these mainstream places and doing investigations that you've already heard a trillion stories about. Right. You go there and you know now you you are you already you're already expecting all of this stuff. And you know, but yeah, the cemetery and you've been on the walk with me. Right, we yep. went back there. They've actually got a Take walkway. Take mosquito repellent if yeah, you Yeah, <laughs> if you go um but um it's they have made it nicer now. Um, Do you because, cross the bridge thing before or after you get to the cemetery? If you're coming from the fort you're and uh, you're down by the river, you're going to go, you know, through the back way. There's a back way that uh, you go. You're actually going to cross that wooden bridge. They put that new wooden bridge there. That's creepy as hell to drive across. Oh, yeah. Remember? So, yeah, you're going to drive across that wooden bridge. You're going to go down... Follow this little road, and then you're going to see a little parking area. And this parking area, you park there, and it's got a trail you walk on. And now they actually kind of keep that paved out for you. Um, so we, we you walk this trail for a little while. I mean, it's yeah, a, quite a bit walk. of a walk. I don't know how far, really, but it's quite a bit of a walk. But you get out there, and you come around this corner, and there's a nice fence now. They keep it mowed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Outpost nice. Cemetery, and it's got these old graves in there. But, you know, um, Seth's dad was telling me, you know, that they used to go out there, uh, you know, back Did, in the day. And 
they, you know, everybody, that was the place to hang out and do seances and stuff. And he said that they, you'd hear noises, you'd hear people talking. He said one time... No, like, appar- did anybody see any apparitions or anything? I don't think so. He didn't noises. say anything about that. Um, he said mainly noises and voices okay. is what you would hear. Um, like, he never did say whether or not, you know... I don't know if he was actually out there. Let me Let me specify this. I don't know that he was actually out there when they were doing Ouija boards and stuff. I'm not saying he was doing that. Um, he had heard stories of oh, this. Okay. Um, I don't want to put him in some place that he wasn't at. Right, yeah. You know, but uh, so I want to make sure and make that clear. That's that what I, I took it as, like, that it was just, like, he knew somebody, you know, that right. had done that. And I, th- so. and I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, that he maybe, and you know, and I, man, it's been so long ago since he told me. I don't remember, but I, maybe he, yeah, that is what he said, that he knew some people that had done this. Okay. Um, but, and he, and he was just telling me stories about mm-hmm. it. Um, so, I mean, that is, you know, I mean, again, you're putting yourself in that situation where you're in the woods at a cemetery. Um, now, I have never investigated the cemetery, per se, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I have not been out there at night or whatever, mainly because I don't know what's out there yeah. at night, because it is quite a bit of a walk. Um, and... Uh, Oh, does that ever get, does that part, of, no, I wouldn't guess that would ever get flooded. Oh. That cemetery part? It probably may. Okay. I bet it does. Um, with the location, it is a kind of on a slope, but I bet it does. Okay. If a, Yeah, because um, with them, clo- remember, when it floods, they close that back part of the yeah, and thing can't. down. And think about where okay. you park, okay. you've got to walk okay. this way towards the river. So I bet it does. Mm. Um but, um, you know, that's just another cool story, really, about uh, some paranormal stuff that goes on from, you know, around from where I'm from. Um, and I don't like talking about cemeteries. I don't like investigating cemeteries because I don't like to be the person or the corporate that makes these the new hangout for younger people. Right. Um, well, just because it's sad, too, because a lot of times they get vandalized. They get vandalized. Yeah, that's People sad. go out there and destroy stuff and spray paint stuff and all this stuff. Um, you know, and that, I, that's why I've never, I don't like to go out and advertise cemetery right. stuff. The reason I'm talking about this one is because of the history of it, um, how old they are, and, you know, and with it being connected with the Fort Massac. Um and, but it is a cool location. I'm sure that there probably is some kind of supernatural mm-hmm. you know, stuff out there just because of what has happened on that land. And, you know, it makes me wonder, though, because there's a lot of woods there and stuff. So, I'm, I mean, they had to have just buried these people in the woods. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, that's creepy. Because yeah, that's weird. It, it's not about. an open area. Yeah. So... And then, yeah, just surrounded by woods. Right, it's surrounded by woods um, and trees and stuff. And a lot, and a while back, when I first had went out there, many years ago, it was they did not. It wasn't as upkept as it is mm-hmm. now. And there was actually fallen trees and stuff. And in order to get to Lydia's headstone, you had to climb over these fallen trees and go through these branches and oh, stuff yeah. to get to her headstone to even read it, to see it. So they have cleared all that out, like I said, and they've put a nice cemetery 
you know, fencing around it. Oh, I wonder if that's done by that city or by, like, family of her. I wonder if... No, I bet it's a city. You think so? I think it's whoever um, upkeeps the fort. Okay. You know, Probably it may so. be the state. You know, I really don't know. But um, I'm sure it was funded because the plus side is they didn't go out there and just rip them out, you know, and, mm-hmm. and leave, you know, take the headstones and let, let it grow up. Right. But they actually did fix it. So it could be something from history that was remembered. Um, but, you know, just the stories about out there, I am more than sure that there's probably some stuff out there, um, whether it be from the cemetery or whatever people were conjuring up whenever mm-hmm. they were out there, you know, in the 50s and 60s and whatever, um, all the way to today, because I'm sure that there's people that go out there today. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, just an interesting little bit, you know, I know that's what that whole thing was more of a history lesson than it was paranormal, but, um, you know, it's, uh, a piece of my home that's, uh, from where, you know, from where I'm from. Uh, this, this goes back to the fort though. Um, and I like, so during some wars, I'm not, I, I admit I am not good at history. I, like, I didn't make the best grade in my American history class or my world history class. Um, but during some wars, like, if the battle was, you know, close to the fort, were some of the soldiers just buried? They buried right there. They'd have to be. Yeah. And just like, there was some, even at the history at uh, Fort Massac, they had really bad winners. And there was some that froze to death. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not just going to leave them out there, right. you know, or whatever. So they had to bury them. That's why it's so creepy to think that the you know, the reconstructed fort, you know, was probably, you know, like you said, they found remains when they were doing the trenches and stuff. Well, they just built on top of the land. So they're probably, like I said before, just built on top of that. And that's so creepy to think about. But then... We don't know, like, you know, just from so many past civilizations and stuff, you know, like Native Americans and stuff, like, you know, the backyard, you know, it's like wooded down there. I mean, there could be Native Americans buried down there in the backyard. That's 100% true. It's so creepy to think about. Because, I mean, you think about, like, you, I mean, you're, I mean, you just said it, talking about the history in the past. There's no telling, you know, just right in the backyard what could be here or who passed through here what indians came through here because we're right by the trail of tears Mm -hmm. so i mean it's uh you know there's no telling who's buried out there what's buried out there um but it's history and um and it's you know and it is you know kind of like you said going to the fort and Knowing that you're standing in the reconstructed fort, but now you're standing on the battlefield. On the battlefield. This yeah. is where people were fighting, and this, and you know, there's no telling what's underground. That's just like they found those bones. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, you know, that's a. Uh, so you never know what your house is sitting on top of, basically. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs> that little gopher or whatever that turns around whenever it does that. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I'm talking about? I think. I okay. do. Is it off of? A, is it on a commercial or? I don't know if it was on a commercial. I, but it's just a a gift. Maybe I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure you. It's do. one of those things where I just agree with you and I, say, uh-huh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> um, I do have one more story. Um, again, I know this is more of a history lesson than it is paranormal, um, but um, 
I was in a in a band and we rented a room to practice in. None of us had an area that we could practice because we all live in town. Um, so oddly enough, we decided to rent a room in this big building right across from the police department in Paducah, Kentucky. Now, uh, Paducah, Kentucky is actually right across the river from Metropolis. Um, but it was called the Catterjohn Building. Now, the Catterjohn Building, um, it was built in the late 1880s um, by Illinois Central Railroad. Um, and it served as one of three hospitals for that railroad. Um, and so this is a pretty big building. You can Google it. Uh, Google is a um, hospital just for the railroad? Yeah. Or, okay. And it, um, you can, like I said, you can Google it and you can see pictures of it. It's the uh, John Catterjohn building. I think it's, what was it, George Catterjohn? Actually, if you just put Catterjohn building, Paducah, Kentucky, it'll pop up. I couldn't remember that's with a K, right? Oh, it is. It's it's right here. I got it right here. George Catterjohn. Okay. If you type that in, it's going to pop up, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And actually, if you're looking at the front of the building, on the top floor, straight You do realize the first time we met, you drove me by there and told okay. me this. Okay. So, so I'm, that's I'm probably, really cool. I've, I've, so I'll always remember the Catterjohn building. I probably... Yeah, I mean, I've, the, but if you look straight at the, the front doors... And you go straight up to the top floor, and you go two windows over. That was the room that my band rented that we practiced in. Were there a lot of other people that rented there, rooms in that building? There was, um, well, let me think. In, wait, wait, wait. Were they rooms like I know you practiced in? Well, did people live in They them? did. Okay. There were downstairs, there was one guy that rented a room, that lived there. It was like, man, I wish those people would stop playing We always music. said that, but we never heard or seen this guy. Okay. Ever. Huh. So I don't know. And you got... Uh, yeah, not, he stopped renting it after you got uh, that, started playing uh, your that music. Could, that could be. <laughs> but, yeah, because I was in a metal band, and we played everything on level 10. We went in, we cranked everything up. We had the police department come over one time telling us to turn it down. Mm. Okay, and they were across the street, um, and the, and they were yelling at us from across the street, and we actually had to open the window and to talk to them. <laughs> but um, I thought you were going to say you opened the window so they'd hear it even uh, louder. Oh no, 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 no! We weren't trying to get arrested, but um, you know, so we turned it down to nine mm -hmm. and kept going. But um, this building it actually burned in 1917 and was rebuilt and reopened in 1919. Um, and it continued to operate uh, into the 50s uh, when it was actually purchased by George Catterjohn. Uh, the building uh, was leased by several local businesses. I remember when my band started, when we found this place. I, actually, I think it was our vocalist at the time. His dad actually found us the room. Um, we didn't know anything about it. But we were trying to find a place to practice, and we were actually using their garage. So I think it was a way for him to get us out of his right, garage. Yes. But um, he found this room and said, hey, if you guys, it was actually, we rented it for $200 a month. He said, if I'll, I will pay $100 of it if you guys pay $100. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good deal. And we said, absolutely. Yep. It gave us a place to go um, to practice, and we made it our own. We, you know, put, we actually went 
dumpster diving and got old carpet oh my gosh, from wow. behind. Did you really just say that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we went we went and got um carpet from behind um a carpet store. Oh, uh, well that's not bad. They would take yeah, this you know old clippings of carpet and stuff and throw it in that dumpster and we took it all and we um put it all around the room uh and uh, to make it more soundproof um and um that's a good that's a good idea. We uh you know, had all of our rock band posters and stuff hanging in there. And we had our mini fridge that we had our alcohol and stuff <laughs> in. So, I mean, we were set. And, um, but um, we, uh, whenever we first started doing this and we first started coming here, I remember going in, the guy was giving us the key, which we were only supposed to have one of and we made copies. But um, he gave us the key and, Right when you walk in the door, you walk in the okay. We're not the front door, around back, because the building is in a T. So you see, the front building is long ways. You go around back. There's another part of the building that goes. Oh yeah, this I never way. noticed that. I've always just seen the front of it. Okay. Okay. So you pull up into the corner of that T. There's a side door there. Uh -huh. We go in that door, and this guy. I kid you not. It's like a movie. And this is the groundskeeper. Turns around to us, waits for us all to get in. We got went in through the first uh, couple of doors, went in the second door because it was like a little lobby little thing there. When we all come in, move. You see, I mean, he's like, "You guys need to move over so they can get in." Was it upkept? Is it like an upkept? It was on at the, the time. It was okay. at the time. Now, again, it was. It looked like a hospital. Uh -huh. It. It had still had the front desk area, but it was those weird lightings. It still had the weird light fixtures. It was like I don't know if you've seen those old horror movies in hospitals from like the seventies and eighties. It had that green tile okay. in these old hospitals. That's what it was. But we come in. We all come in, and he points at the stairs. Now these stairs go down, like it looks like towards the basement, okay. and it's got a chain, you know, that is blocking this where you're not supposed to go. He goes, under no circumstances are you to go down here. This is off limits. So he left and you immediately uh, went down there. Not immediately, <laughs> but I mean, well, how are you going to tell a group of teenagers, yeah. do not go down here? So, um, you know, he kind of gives us a little tour. But on that first floor, there was actually, I think, I want to say it's a little, a, a doctor's office was still there. Like he was still rented. Okay. And I want to say there was a music studio at the very far end. Now, I'm not 100% on that, but I really think there was like a little recording studio down at the far end on the first floor. And I think those were the only two businesses there. And then but they were running. They like were they running were businesses. businesses. Okay. Yeah, they were running businesses. And then you go to the other end of the hall, and that's where the tenant lived. Now, okay. to this day, I don't know who this tenant was. <laughs> never saw him, never heard from him. No cars ever outside. Other than us when we were there. Never saw anybody. Well, he was just a happy little hermit by himself. Maybe he just told us that so he wouldn't get in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we go upstairs and they, we had an elevator. So there was a creepy-ass elevator that we could use yeah, to go to the next floor. I don't floor. like elevators. Well, we so. had no choice but to use it. Because, and it was the kind that had, you see, where you had to close the gate. Oh, no. You yeah, know what I mean? There's no way. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to get stuck in that and I'll never get and out. And it had the two ever. buttons, up and down. Mm. Ching! You know, you push and it goes. 
Okay, so, but that's the only way we had to get our music equipment up there and down, unless we carried it yeah, all. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I want one on the first floor. Yeah. I, no room up there. So. It has to be on the first floor. We would be, um, we would be up there practicing. Of course, we would go at night when, usually on Sundays, uh, but it was when the businesses weren't open. That was part of the deal. Okay, you know, yeah, we couldn't practice when businesses were open. Um, but keep in mind, this was an active hospital. It was built in the 1880s. It was an active hospital. Um, I mean, and was used from local businesses till um, early 2000s. And so, I mean, there was constantly stuff going on there. And it was only, I think it was only a hospital until, what I say, the 50s? Yeah, into the 50s. But, um, I mean, from 1880s to 1950s, that's a long time. You don't know what all, what kind of hospital it was, like what all they did there? I don't. Um, okay. without, that would be a without, little bit more. Yeah, without researching it, yeah, I wouldn't know. Going to look into that in a little bit better. Um, but we'd be practicing. It's one of those things, we'd be in there practicing and hanging out and everything. And then, of course, at some point in time, you're going to have to use the bathroom. So you're on the second floor. It's late at night. It's an old hospital. It's all fun, you know, fun and games. You're like, hey guys, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And as soon as that door shuts behind you, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, and it turns How into sc- it, it turns into Scooby Doo real quick. <laughs> How because far away was it? It was down the hall. Okay. So it's dim lighting anyway. <laughs> so there's not because. It was like every other light worked. So it was real dim lighting. Mm-hmm. So you had to turn to the left and go down halfway down the hallway into the bathroom, which was a creepy bathroom anyway. Because, again, all you can think about, you're in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, you had to run. So basically, you're you know, you're playing it cool in the room with the guys. You walk outside and that door shuts, and you're sprinting to the bathroom, using the bathroom as quick as you can, and sprinting back, and then walking in like, "Hey, I'm back, guys." You know, was like, it one of those things like, make sure, make sure I, you know, go to the bathroom before I go there, and I'm not going to drink anything yeah. while I'm there. Just do so I don't not have to, do anything that I have. So to I don't go have to, the to go down the hall. You know, and because we, of course, we would do stuff when, uh, you know, our vocalists would go to the bathroom. And we'd sneak down there to the bathroom door and bang like on it real hard them. or something, you know, just to scare them. But it was creepy. And you got a creepy vibe every time you were in this place. Did you ever see anything, like, going down the hall to the bathroom? That's what I'm getting to. Okay. <laughs> we were there practicing one night. I actually think it was just me and the other guitarists were the only ones there at the time. Um, no one else had showed up. And um, we, uh, I had to go to the bathroom. And uh, so I was... You know, went out the door, was heading down uh, to the bathroom, and uh, went into the bathroom. Um, was using the bathroom. When I came out of the bathroom, to okay, again, I come out of the bathroom. I'm supposed to go to the left to go to the band room. To my right, I saw something move. Now, if you go farther down, all the doors that are on that are down farther are all locked but i seen like a shadow figure mm-hmm. or something just whoop, like big small or you know, it, was, it looked like a normal sized person. person yeah just moved enough that i thought it was like you're one of your the guitar the guy yeah the guy that was with me a playing a trick yeah. exactly so i stand there for a minute 
and I yell his name. Like, I see you. Mm -hmm. I know you're down there. And, but I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, there's nowhere he could go. There was a file cabinet in the hallway that I guess you could have been behind, mm -hmm. but that was it. Because all the other doors were locked, and so you couldn't get in them, and there was just a file cabinet in the hallway. So you could have ducked behind there, but, I mean, dead silent, not hearing anything. So I'm not hearing anything. Like, all I can hear, there's nothing down this hallway at all. No sound. But behind me, to the left, where the band room is, I hear... The guitar is still playing guitar. Like, you can still, you know, kind of hear him. So, like, that's, that's not, not him. him. That is not him. So, uh, now I'm like, okay. You know, so I hurry up. I'm booking it. I'm back in the band room. And, uh, you know, and the other guys show up later on have no idea what we're talking about. Um, and, a, and a good significant time had passed since that happened. So, it wasn't like they have been sitting out in the hallway for 45 minutes and then just finally came in. No, it, I mean, a good significant amount of time had happened, um, you know, and then when they came in, they looked at me like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but, uh, you know, I mentioned this to Pete, and uh, which is our guitar player, and he said, you know, dude, I've saw, you know, I've seen the same thing, you know, so he not only... You know, did I see this? He, yeah, he, you know, he did that, but he said he was afraid to say anything because he didn't want to be that guy, you know, mm -hmm. didn't want to go to the bathroom. But, uh, you know, but it's funny because all of us kind of felt like that. Um, you know, like everybody, nobody wanted to go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it was almost one of those things where you want to ask somebody to go with you because you didn't want to go down the hallway by <laughs> bathroom, yourself. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it was short, shortly after that, our vocalist came to practice one time, you know, a couple of weeks later or whatever, and he says, um, you know, I found out why we're not supposed to go downstairs. And keep in mind, this is the place that the guy pointed at us, you know, a group of teenagers and said, do not go what down do here. Do? Don't go downstairs. Um, you know, hold a hospital. Got to have a morgue somewhere. <laughs> and that's where it was. And uh, so, you know, we went down there and, you know, they still had uh, some of the slab stuff equipment. and stuff down there. You know, like. Uh, well, did they have the little thing that like, you put them in? That yeah, you, like, that's what that's what I was in? talking about. I don't I don't think it had the the slide things anymore though, but it still had like uh, you could the see doors. the wall. Like you, where you, you knew had, where it was at. Been. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but um, other than that. It's, uh, you know, like when we went as far as to say we're going to shoot a music video. Again, keep in mind, I was in a metal band, and uh, we actually had a song back then called uh, Dead and Decaying, and we thought about shooting the, the music video down there, which we never did. Um, but uh, fast forward, you know, a couple of years later, or whenever it was, um, when I was really start, you know, getting into investigating a lot more, and I uh, wanted to go down there and investigate. And uh, I got the bright idea to go into this area by myself in pitch dark. Mm -hmm. All I had, I had a walkie-talkie, which I eventually shut off because I didn't want, you know, to get scared right, if somebody yeah. contacted me or something. And, and a flashlight. That's all I had. 
Um, so I go in. Did you keep the flashlight on or off? I had it on until I got to the middle of the room. Um, and uh, there was a old table, which may or may not have been the like an autopsy table, a wooden one at the time, you know. Um, but um, I decided that's where I was going to go. Uh, so I got up on that table and in the middle of the room, turned my flashlight off, pitch black. Um, so I'm kind of getting a feel for the room and I'm listening. I got my eyes closed and I'm listening to the room so I can get the sound of it. You know, the normal natural sounds that the room makes. It wasn't pretty quiet to begin with. It was. Um, you didn't hear a whole lot. Um, it was, I mean, eerie, you know, almost dead silent. Uh -huh. um, no pun intended. But <laughs> uh, so I'm in this room, and while I'm sitting there, and I, I start, you know, I decide to start asking questions. Um, I am asking questions like, you know, is there anybody here? How, again, how many people are here? Uh, were you somebody that died here? Stuff like that. Um, just trying to see if I can get any type of response. Um, but as I'm sitting there in the dark, I hear... In the uh, middle of the room, nothing in, around it, you. Right. In the middle of the room, I hear what almost sounds like feet shuffle. Like if like somebody, you know, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but you know, if your feet are shuffling on concrete and dirt, you know, little pebbles mm -hmm. or something. I hear it behind me on my uh, left-hand side. So now I'm like, oh, what's going on? So then... Did you turn around? I didn't. I did not, no. And it's pitch black anyway, oh, but I yeah, never true. opened my eyes. I never opened my eyes. I'm just listening. And then I hear this noise in front of me. And then it was behind me. it was me. the same noise. Yeah, same noise. Okay. Same noise. And then I hear it behind me again. But this time it was on the other side of me. And then I hear it in front of me again. Then behind me. So I keep hearing this. And then the room changes. Again, I, it's pitch black. I got my eyes closed. But now the hair on my arms are standing up. Oh, I bet. I'm getting cold chills and goosebumps. The room temperature felt like it changed. And now I'm starting to get worried because I don't know what's going on. And I'm still hearing these these, you know, feet shuffling. And did it sound more like, you know, like running or just walking oh, no, around? It was you it was running? a walk. It was a slow oh, pace. Okay. okay. It was a slow pace. But it definitely, in my head, in my mind, with my eyes closed, it felt like somebody was walking circles around me. It's exactly what it sounded like and it felt like. Just walking circles and staring at me. And they were just walking circles. And I was terrified. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up and just run out. I couldn't out. move. Just kind of freeze up a little bit. I did bit. not want to open my eyes. I was afraid something was going to be in my face. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't reach for the walkie talkie, which was in my pocket. Um, and I had turned off and I was, I'm, I mean, and something was circling me. Um, you know, 
like like a lion walking around, you know, staring at prey is what it felt like. And it wasn't a fast, like, you know, you're talking about the pace of it. It wasn't a fast pace. It was just like they were walking. And they're walking around circles looking at me thinking, who is this guy and why, why is he are here? You here? And I finally got to the point where I was, I felt so uneasy that I had to, I was like, okay, I've got to get out of here. So I, I tilted my head down with my eyes still closed pointed my flashlight down because god forbid that you i didn't want to see i turn i turn it on with it pointed up and something be there and uh so i pointed it down towards the ground had my eyes closed i opened my eyes clicked the flashlight and followed the flashlight beam straight out pointed towards the ground never raised my head never turned around to see what was in there never flashed my flashlight back that way I will, I mean, I was gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to this day, yeah, I've never been back. Way. I've never been back in there. Um, would you like to go back, though? I would like, not. Just, no? I, that was the most terrifying thing that I've ever had happen to me as a paranormal investigator. Do you think you would like going back, like, somebody else, like, as a team? If, You're not by yourself, but as a team, do you think you'd ever like to go back and re-explore? If I went back... Man, I don't know. That is a getting into a situation that I know what I went through the first time. So it already scares me thinking about it. And I'm not even there. But then again, part of me is, you know, the other paranormal investigator part of me is like, you should go back and find out what it was. But my human normal side of me is like absolutely not some guy could be listening to this right now and it's like i tried to tell him i tried uh, that to tell him very not to well go could down be. there that very well could be um <laughs> just didn't listen to me but man that yeah that's uh man yeah so henry if you're listening i, I feel you man i got you <laughs> i should not have went in the basement i got it i got that's it funny. i should have should have listened to the warning <laughs> But, uh, yeah. It traumatized you for life. It did. I mean, that was by far the scariest thing I've ever had happen to me as a paranormal investigator. Um, you know, and I've done numerous homes. I've done numerous buildings and stuff like that over, you know, what, 21 years of doing it. I've never had anything like that happen to me. And, but that... I mean, I've had stuff, but not anything I've like been, that. I've That's done a, creepy. I've done a house, which I, you know, we may get into some other time uh talking about demons or something but i've done a house before that um you know i went in with um you know a medium that refused to go back because she knew that there was something dark in that Mm -hmm. house um and that house did not scare me as much as this did and um you know even talking about it makes me feel ugh, you know but it gives me cold chills but it's that is by far the worst experience I've ever had. And uh, I can, you know, just talking about it, I can picture it and I can feel it. And I know what I felt mm-hmm. back then. Uh, How long do you think you were in there? You know, honestly, I was probably in there five, ten minutes, realistically. Yeah, five or ten minutes too long. <laughs> realistically, it was probably five or ten minutes. To me, it felt like hours. Because I was I was afraid to move, mm. 
Um, but I mean, that was, that was the scariest thing I've ever had happen. Um, and, uh, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's my big stories. Again, I know a lot of this sounded more like an educational thing, but we wanted to give you guys kind of a little bit of a background of where we're coming from before we actually start tackling some of, uh, specific topics, um, you know, for each episode. Uh, we just want our first one to be more informative about Amber and I. Kind of who we are. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we want you to feel like you know who we are and where we're coming from so we can all enjoy these next episodes coming up, you know, as as a new team. I feel like it's know? not fair, though, because I feel like my story that I had to do with, like, my hometown, I didn't, I didn't get anything. Like, we didn't have any, like, proof or, like, any paranormal findings or anything you actually did with your experience well and i've so. been doing it a lot longer yeah. than you have um you know and it's uh that's you know coming forward you know you may end up having that e- experience going somewhere that i don't have mm-hmm. and you know and that's all part of the paranormal you know paranormal investigations right. and and stuff like that um but i mean i've you know, I've done a quite, I've done a lot of places and met a lot of people and stuff in these investigations and a lot of teams and a lot of other investigators and stuff that, you know, have told me stories that, you know, way are far worse than mine, you know, um, and situations that I wouldn't want to be in. But that, that Morgue incident, you know, that was by far my worst one. Um, I don't need any bad experiences. Yeah, bad experiences like, are like not my good. little small experiences are fine with me. I don't need yeah. bad ones. Yeah, and that's, you know, and getting into the unknown. And that's, and that's the thing. You know, you have a lot of people out there that don't believe in paranormal. They don't believe in anything. And it's not that they don't believe. It's they don't want to believe. Right, yeah. Because, you know, it's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not being able to control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that's how, I mean, that's how it is. You know, I don't believe in Nessie, but you do. I do. You yeah, know? we're I definitely, mean, like, we're, de- like, I, like we said, this isn't just going to be, like, just paranormal. It's going to be about unknown stuff. Like, I definitely believe in the the Loch Ness Monster. I do. So we will, we'll, we'll definitely do an episode I think it's a that. hoax, but we'll get into that. And then that. you have the people about Bigfoot. Uh, they yeah. definitely, definitely believe in Bigfoot, and I'm, I, I, I don't. Oh, but we did but see that statue. We saw Daryl. We did. <laughs> we saw Daryl. <laughs> yeah, we did see Daryl. <laughs> Daryl the Bigfoot at... What was that at? Garden of the Gods? I think so. Yeah. Somewhere around that area. Yeah. In yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Up there by Garden of the Gods mm-hmm. and Rim Rock area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about the gist of this episode. I had fun. Yeah. It was, oh. it's interesting. It's neat. Um, I can't believe I just said neat <laughs> on a podcast. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, it is, it's a, it's a whole new experience for both of us. Um, and if this sounds grainy or anything, we are actually, we haven't got all of our podcast equipment in yet, but we didn't want to leave you guys hanging and uh, not give you an episode. Uh, so we'll have uh, some better equipment coming in um, so that we'll be able to, you know, make this more professional sounding and, and stuff for you guys. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Don't, uh, if you have any 
haunted places, any suggestions, any anything. Feel like free anything to anything about us. a topic or yeah. anything like that. Because I'm like I'm cool with doing topics from like um like possessions and like oh, to yeah, the psychic sure. mediums, like ESP telekin what is it? Telekinesis? Telekinesis? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like I said, Bigfoot, the Nessie, just, or any kind of like monster. Um, aliens. We can do aliens. I don't like aliens. Like, I don't necessarily <laughs> I believe. I like some alien movies. I don't like necessarily believe in them, but I'm like, I'm not completely ruled aliens out. I think aliens creep me out more than like ghosts and spirits do. Well, yeah. Maybe that's one of those things. Like, maybe I'm like, I don't believe in aliens just because they creep me out so much. I, I don't yeah. want to believe in right. aliens. Yeah, that so. could be. But, yeah, but yeah, feel free to email us. Um, our email is uh, spiritguidesqsppodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. So it's spiritguidesqsppodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow us on Facebook. On Facebook. Quad State Paranormal. Yep. Quick, you know, I said quick. Click, you know, on Facebook, type in Quad State Paranormal. Um, and we're the only ones. So you'll find us. Uh, I think our cover photo is a picture of me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, feel, follow us on there. Make sure you click the follow button on this. Subscribe. Give us five stars um, so that we can continue to do this. Uh, you know, the higher the ratings, the better it is for us uh, to be able to keep doing this and uh, they don't kick us off podcasts or something. <laughs> uh, but I think this the first episode went pretty well. Uh, it's more, like I said, more along the lines of introducing us. Our next ones will be more topic related uh, and they won't be so drawn out. But yeah, definitely send us some ideas on what you guys would like to hear. So I really hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed putting it together. Um, and I hope you tune in next time. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Bye.